So, great big good morning, everyone. Wonderful to have you joining me here today at New Church Live. We've got a great service ahead for you. As we start talking about Thanksgiving and gratitude, and it's, it, it comes down to a simple, simple concept. And I love this quote. I use it almost every year. It's the quote, to be a saint is to be motivated by gratitude, nothing more and nothing less. Nothing more and nothing less. So how is it as, as we move into this, this, this season of gratitude, this Thanksgiving season, that we can really think about how do we create a story where we really inhabit that space, where it's, where it's more than a list, but it's an actual way of being. It's actually how we act out there into the world. And that's a very different, it's a very different place to be. Because I think with gratitude, you know, there's so many different places to hold it. There's, there's places where you get to travel with dear friends to St. Francis Inn and serve as we do in our congregation. There's places as well, we're, we're just doing a, a book study uh, on this book here, Thousand Blessings by Ann Voskamp. You know, it was the first time at New Church Live, just watching the online congregation. It's the first time where we've filled both online groups. It's just a different world. And, and watching, and just even watching the faces, folks, like the miracle, right? Those of you who've done online small groups with us, where people get together, here they are, they're, they're all on the screen, and, and the first time they show up, they're all like nice little churchgoers, <laughs> and then they go out, they break out into breakout rooms, they have conversations, they really connect, and then the beauty, right? And then you watch them come back to the main group, and life has changed. Why has it changed? Because they've realized they're not alone. You get to see it that way. You get to see it as well with wonderful victories over Westchester University, just saying, there you guys go. The Bernathan the College hockey team is joining us today, so that's that, that's that little reference there. As well as, as well as just being able to enjoy sort of humor, too. I, many of you heard me say this before, but I find it really funny. You know, my, my sister has an organic goat cheese farm that's fun to talk about, always a good conversation starter. And, and uh, you know, my sister had mentioned to me this organic turkey farm. An organic turkey farm is, this is what they said the goal is. The lady says the goal is that the organic turkeys live a happy life and then, then have only one very bad day. <laughs> you know, I find that humorous. And that's where I, I think when we can start to move into that place, we really can start to, again, not just see gratitude as a practice, not just seeing gratitude as like, oh, I'm grateful for this, oh, I'm grateful for that, but literally having an orientation in gratitude. We're gonna be talking about this again in a couple weeks, because I think we can anchor our lives either in complaint or in gratitude. We get to choose that. God will always allow you to choose that. And just think, where will, you, where will your life thrive? Where will you really see life? And which actually sees life more accurately, complaint or gratitude? And I think, again, with our community, I think we want to see the reality really coming very deeply, very deeply out of, out of that idea of gratitude as the basis of everything. It's interesting, again, circling back to that quote, right? Ronald Ronheiser said, you know, it's, it's, it's the life of a saint is not righteousness, it's not purity, it's not perfection, it's gratitude. Like, to be a saint is to be grateful in all things. 
That's, that's, I think, a wonderful way to think of life's journey. Because I think with life, right, we've got this basic choice here. We can have gratitude, and we can either have gratitude around comfort and security, or gratitude around the process and change. Because so much of life is based on that idea of change. Folks, think of it this way. Like, imagine, imagine our gratitude is only around comfort and security. So all we're seeking, comfort and security, comfort and security, comfort and security. That may sound, again, I think about how would, how would that sound? Like if I'm standing back there in my, in my 20s, and that would have made a lot of sense to me. Just, Lord, just allow me to be comfortable and secure, and then I'm, I'm all yours. Comfort and security, comfort and security. But folks, that's its own racket. Because if it's all about comfort and security, all my life, all my growth is about, all, please listen carefully, all my growth will ever be about is about being reassured. <laughs> that I'm comfortable and secure. Talk about getting smaller, like getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But what if instead I can see life, again, more as a process thing, more as, more as these things that, that, that start to pull me out, more gratitude around like life is life and it's, it's gonna have good days and bad days and, and I'm gonna be grateful as best I can, some days white, with white knuckles and gritted teeth, I'm gonna do as best I can to be as grateful as I can possibly be in the minute, in the moment. That gratitude around process. So I think when we can get there, we can get there, we can get the idea that we can fly away with that. That there's a beauty, there's a freedom, and there's a taking flight. So friends, welcome. Welcome to New Church Live. Celestial shore, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away by and by. Hallelujah in the sky. I'll fly
So that idea of how our lives can take flight, and our lives really can take flight, with a life of gratitude. Now, now again, it's, it's, not, it's not a Pollyannish thing. I want to be so clear about that. I feel like I, I say it all the time. But we really have to steer away from the idea that, that religion or, or Christianity or whatever faith you might be is here to make everything good. It's, it's not. It's to help you walk through life. It's a companion. It's a companion. How can we take that companionship, that companionship of gratitude and start to move it forward in our lives, I think is, is a great question. And Jesus talks about this kind of gratitude a lot. So I want to share with you a story from Matthew 20. This is a famous parable, the parable of the vine dressers. And, and what happens is, is a, you know, Jesus is using a story here. Now, a parable, it's a myth. It's, it's, it's not true because this happened. A myth is true because it happens over and over again. That's what parables are all about. They're about telling a truth, not because what he says happened, but because it happens over and over and over again. So what's this parable about? Well, what's well, a parable of the, the vine dressers. The wine dressers, it's where they got wine from, grapes, etc. So here's this vineyard. To, to grow grapes takes a lot of work. It's very, very labor-intensive. So this man goes out and he hires these, these employees, to come in and, and help out with, the, with the, the, the care of the vineyard. And this is what happens. Gets to the end of the day. And I'll, then we'll do a slide and take a look at the particular quote I want to look at. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the ones hired and going on to the, for the last ones hired, going on to the first. So some people had, had been there all day. And some people had been hired literally at the 11th hour, like right at the very end of the day. So along comes this guy, and think of this guy as being representative of God, and, and, and he says this interesting thing. He said, oh, look, I want you to pay the ones who got there last first. That's different. And you can imagine those people who've been there all day going, like, what's going on here? And then not only that, he says, pay them all the same. Pay them all the same. Now, clearly, Jesus is talking there about trying to, trying to sort of tweak our idea of what, what fairness actually is. And that's where we pick up this quote here. But he answered to them, so they're all upset about it. And he said, but he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Notice the word friend there. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? So those first people to arrive had agreed to work for that set amount. They got paid that set amount. Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? I like that line. You know, sometimes we do get, we do get envious because people are actually being incredibly generous. It's a beautiful line and a beautiful concept, folks. And what's, what's it starting to talk about? Well, I think it's starting to talk about this movement away, this shift away with a life of gratitude in terms of what we quote-unquote deserve. I am not a big fan of the word deserve. Those of you who've watched us before, and again, I know we've got folks watching us from all over the country, big welcome to you. 
But that word deserve is really tricky because that word deserve, it's the antonym of the word serve. It's like destroy or deconstruct. Many of you have heard me say that before. It's so important to keep coming back to it. Deserve is not necessarily a positive word. I mean, are there things we deserve in life? Absolutely, I don't want to overplay that, but be careful. If we all go around believing that we deserve, we deserve, we deserve, we deserve, pretty soon community frays and fractures. And here's a story where Jesus is saying, no, it's, it's not about deserving. It's about this unmitigated goodness of life that's beyond a scorecard, that's beyond somebody saying, all right, who, was, who arrived when and, and with and all these numbers. Like, it's, it's beyond that. It's just this unmitigated goodness of life. And think about that. Like, what happens when we, when we really live into that unmitigated goodness? Well, we have to be quiet. And we have to give up our obsession with comfort and security and all the worries that creates. For those of you who are young parents who are watching us today, how present can you be with your children? It's a good question to ask. Because it's impossible to be 100% present all of the time. But if we can just work at that a little bit, that's the life of gratitude I think that we're talking about. Where we're present to what is right in front of our face, where the idea of counting the idea of, of, of all that just slowly, slowly goes. And we live in a very different place. And again, it's that place of gratitude, not complaint. I love this quote. There is not one example of the Lord doing great things in the life of a complainer. I think that's very true. I, I know for me, you know, I, I coached a lot of sports over the years. I've coached football, lacrosse, swimming, uh, at the public high school level and private school too. And, and you know, the, the, the complainers are just tough. It's tough. Get rid of complaint. It's not going to serve you. Get rid of complaint. It will not serve you. But gratitude is something, is something far, far, far different. So how do we become grateful with this, with this idea, folks? Grateful with the process, the process being about change. And it's a different, it's, it's a new way of trying to see trust. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of set this up, and it's going to sound cliche-ish. It's going to sound like a cliche, I should say it that way. It's going to sound like a cliche, and maybe it is. And cliches sometimes are good because they really do tell us what we already know. But then I want to add on to it in a way that you may not have considered before. So, so please, like, join me in just this, this little thought around trust. Because when we look at it, folks, we have gratitude. I can have gratitude around all the comfort and security in my life or gratitude around the process that I'm kind of in it. And, and the trick is to add trust to that process. And another way to say that is faith. Like true faith is trust in the process of life. The process that God is holding all of it. And that idea when we can be in that, that process place Boy, it starts to see things really differently. Now I want to take a breath here, because I think it's just real important. So I'll get a big breath. And what's the foundational piece of that trust? Like if I'm looking at that trust, right? 
And if I'm looking up here at the level of comfort and security, I'm not always comfortable, I'm not always feeling secure, I, I can't really have trust. Well, of course you can't. You're on the wrong side of the street. But what if we shift it? What if we shift it and start to see a trust that has a very different foundation to it? This is how it's written of in divine providence. Everything is created out of divine love by means of divine wisdom. Everything created out of divine love. What a wildly different place that is to start to think of. Everything comes out of divine love. And if everything comes out of divine love, that means the very bedrock of all reality is love. Even when things are incredibly tough, even when things are incredibly difficult, and if we grieve things greatly, if you're in that place today where you're grieving something greatly, it's because you knew love. Because you knew that love was the reality of that thing, whatever that might have been for you. And of course you're going to grieve it. Because you're having an experience that's butting up against life and against that love. And that means this, folks. It means that with this, with this process, I think it's, it's so important. You know, we're at that point in time in the year, and I, I love always, I love teaching with acorns. And I know that sounds silly, right? I love teaching with acorns because it, it reminds me of my grandma's house, Mead Street, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There was a tree, there'd always be nuts on the ground, and I remember just loving that. And, and, and I love the idea that what's the present? What's the present in life? Like, what's the gift? And so much of the gift is, again, the idea of a seed. And, and the, the idea of a seed, which we talk about a lot in here, like this is an acorn. Trusting the process, having faith, is looking at this and going like, oh yeah, that's a tree. Oh yeah, that's a tree. That's going to grow into something. I don't quite know what. But my job is to trust that and to get that, that there's this process, and this process towards creation is not a process towards finality. It's not like a line where there's a chronological line, and then I'm going to finish. No, it's, it's this idea. It's really all about planting seeds. It's all about this. And living into the possibility that this can be. Now, we have no idea what that is, but as a friend was telling me, it's about, it's about seeing this and understanding that there's a hope embodied in it. A deep hope embodied in it. Not answers per se, but like, like it's, it's, it's really hard to put into words. But it's a hope and a, and a trust that kind of becomes the answer in and of itself. That becomes an answer in and of itself. And what we come to see, and this is, this is the flip here I'm asking you to consider, is we start to see trust in a very different way. All trust is based on rupture and repair. We think, we think in a mistaken way, no, I will trust the thing that is absolutely has certainty to it, that is never, never disappointed. Good luck finding that. <laughs> You're not going to find it. 
What you will find is life, rupture and repair. And that's true trust. So as the musicians come out, think about that. You think about the beautiful song. I mean, such a beautiful song. You know, God bless the broken road. God bless. God bless the broken road. I know it's true 
God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. Doing your online shopping, go to smile.amazon.com to donate a portion of your purchase to New Church Live. Simply search for and select New Church Live as your organization of choice. Now, every time you shop on Amazon, New Church Live receives additional funding at no cost to you. Just make sure you're checking out at smile.amazon.com. You can also do this through the Amazon app. Click Gifting Registry Charity from the menu options, select Amazon Smile from the list, and follow the instructions to activate Amazon Smile on the app. We hope you'll consider supporting New Church Live this easy and cost-free way. Can anybody listen to God Bless the Broken Word without crying? Like, it gets me every single time. You know, for many reasons. And it's, and it's, it's so true, right? So what if, what if we just sit with a minute that trust is based on rupture and repair? And we see a life of gratitude around that. A gratitude that's anchored in that trust. Folks, think of, think of the parent you were closest to, right? And I'm gonna do a call and response answer here and I will know if you're watching in Seattle whether you actually answered back or not. So. The parent you were closest to, did they do it perfectly, yes or no? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. So what did you come to trust? What did you come to trust? Why do you trust them so much? Because you always knew there'd be rupture and repair. I can still remember as a little boy, I was blessed with great parents. Not perfect parents, great parents. And I can still remember as a, as a little boy, like I, I, was, I was naughty at times, a little too high energy at times, bad temper a lot of the time. And I could remember, you know, my dad giving me different consequences. And I can remember as a little boy just, just laying in my bed, real little, and just, just waiting to hear those footsteps. I can still hear them now coming up the stairs, because after the consequence, he would come back in the room to tell me I was loved. I mean, didn't fail. Rupture and repair. So our trust, folks, in the process, that trusting the process, that trusting the process, it's not putting trust in trust per se, is putting trust in rupture and repair. Now, does that mean that, that all relationships are going to be repaired? No, it doesn't. But it means that we can trust that there will be rupture and there will be repair somehow, and especially from God's eyes, there will always be rupture and repair. Think, like, what if you... Step, literally step into living in that kind of gratitude, into that kind of place. That's very different 
than being grateful and having a list of all, all the things that we have, all the stuff that give us comfort and security. It's just a different way of doing it. And where do we eventually get, folks? Well, I think this is where it starts to go. Again, this is a, a divine from the book Divine Providence. The more clearly individual angels are their true selves and therefore free and love others based on their own unique, unique affection, the more perfect the community. So we start to live into this community, and it's not a community of everybody the same. It's, it's a community we're able to anchor it in, in God's answer being people. I want to say that again. And God's answer being people. Each offering their own gifts, but it's, it's these gifts that are growing out of their own different unique forms of love. When we were writing this, this sermon, we were putting this together, Hurricane Ian had just roared across Florida. And it was interesting looking like at all the different forms of love that were there, all the ways people were loving other people, the way they were loving each other, from taking care of, of children to, to 911 calls for stranded motorists to simply helping friends to sort through the carnage of it all, the wreckage of it all. Those are different forms of love. And then where we get to, folks, and this is such a beautiful quote, from Sarah Bessie, is a far different place. We think that successful outcomes are part of God's plan, but the reality is we, as people, are the outcomes. And that's why we have to trust the process. So as you think about this, as you think about ways to live with this this week, you know, in, in any service, in any week, there are people who tune in and life is in a mundane place. They're just tuning in. They want a little Sunday, Sunday morning thing, which is beautiful. There are other people who might have won the Powerball last night. And they want to talk with gratitude and work out a donation strategy to New Church Live. That's beautiful, too. And there's also people who are going to tune in who are in despair who life is belly up for whatever reason. That's true of the audience, that's true of the team, that's true of life. And can we maybe this week, wherever you are on that, try to step into a different kind of gratitude. It's a gratitude that's a place. And it's a gratitude that, 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 that sort of anchors a place, that sort of colonizes a place, and it colonizes a place around this idea of trust but it's not just this 100% assurity of trust. It's, it's this 100% of assurity around, yeah, of course there's going to be rupture and repair. Of course, another way to say that is there's going to be mending, and no matter how hard it is, there's going to be forgiveness. And we anchor ourselves there, and then we start to work at seeing love everywhere. No longer waiting to be grateful. We'll, you know, we'll finally be grateful when I have this outcome. But a much more present kind of gratitude. Not gratitude because, oh, I'm hoping for this outcome. But gratitude because I have these people in my life. That's so different. 
I'm grateful because I have these people in my life. When life is hard, they're there. That's the gratitude I think God is asking us for. That's the gratitude that he's calling us to. You know, we wrote this sermon a month ago, and, and I, think it's, I think these things always hold true because they are what's true. They, they are how we're called to live, and it's, and it's kind of that, that, that piece of spirituality, that, that piece of faith that defies all understanding. And it flips our thinking, and it flips our lives, and we just find something. Thank you. Thank you that we get to find that together. That's a good place. Amen. What we're going to do now, folks, is do a closing prayer. And then we're going to do a little meditative song to get everybody thinking about their gratitude as we enter this Thanksgiving season. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for all you bring to all of our lives. Help us to more and more step into the place of gratitude, true gratitude, a gratitude that understands life is a process, and it's a process of change. It's a process of transformation. A gratitude that acknowledges the anchoring of trust, trust that we don't always have, but that we do work as best we can moving to pull together rupture and repair, mending and forgiveness. And then, Lord, allow us to live from that place, to see love in all its different forms. What a beauty that is. Not seeing successful outcomes, Lord, as sort of this place where we're waiting to be grateful when. Instead, shift us from waiting to be grateful when to saying, we are grateful now. We're grateful now for what life is. We're grateful now for the process, many days of which are incredibly hard and incredibly blessed. And anchoring us in a gratitude now that is simply put around love. Thank you for your presence here today. Be with us, gratefully, in the week ahead. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace and bring you home. Amen. We're going to do a song. The name of the song is Grateful. 
And we're going to sing one word, and the rest of the words are for you. So this song is a meditation for you to meditate on all the things that you're grateful. Grateful. Grateful.
I'm so grateful I'm so grateful Grateful to all of you. Have a great week. Thank you.